Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and inspirationista, Sherry Dunleavy. Hey everyone, Sherry Dunleavy, your inspirationista. Today, I'm going to throw some statistics uh, your way that I think are probably going to blow your mind. Uh, We're talking about statistics that have to do with the number of children that are grieving and how schools aren't able to deal with that, help them, um, be supportive of them. So this whole episode is going to be focused on on that subject, children and grief and children in the classroom. So I want to start off by just giving you these statistics right here, okay? Each year, about 4 million children just here in the United States deal with the loss of a parent, okay? And by the time a child turns 18, that turns into about 1 in 14 children, One in 14 children in the United States are dealing with the loss of a parent, which means there are millions of kids today that are dealing with grief, deep loss, and pain. And many of these children are struggling, and there are organizations and groups and counselors that are doing so much to help these children. But overall, (laughs) there's very little support. When there is support, um, it is very effective but overall, there's so very little um, help available. So why am I telling you about this? Because I want to bring a lot of awareness to this situation. I want to let you know what's going on. These statistics are not my statistics. These come from a 2017 bereavement study that was done by the New York Life Foundation. Okay. And um, when I first read these findings, I was blown away. I started compiling information that I needed. I felt like I had this need that I needed to share with school administrators, school principals, teachers, anyone in the school system, just to let them know. Because I believe that together we can make a difference in offering support to grieving children. Um, Even if it's just the recognition of the long lasting effects and impact it can have on children as they grow up and even into their adulthood if they don't get the support they need. So here are a few things that I want you to keep in mind. These statistics are just about parental losses, just parental losses. So we're not talking about the loss of siblings or grandparents or pets or anything that a child might love or anybody that a child might love. And the statistics that I'm reading to you are five years old. Now, why do I say that? Because this was pre-COVID. This was pre-pandemic. And if you add to the mix all the people that we lost through the COVID pandemic due to um, COVID-19 virus, and then let's talk about the opioid crisis in our country, and specifically in the state of West Virginia where I live. Okay, so if you take those statistics I think that we have a lot more children grieving that we ever dreamed about. So um, we're in a crisis situation. So let me share even more findings from this study. Uh, Nearly 80% of these kids say they feel like losing a parent is the hardest thing they've ever experienced. 
And nearly 65% felt like they had no one to talk to. Okay. They felt like they had no one to talk to. 65%. In fact, 57% said that it took them more than six years to move through this grief. And the support from family and friends, the people that are supposed to be there for you, waned after three months. So think about this. Six years, they're struggling. And the people that they love and care about pretty much say you're on your own after three months. At least that's how they perceived that. That's five years and nine months of feeling sad and frustrated, of feeling isolated, lonely, scared, angry, numb, lost, misunderstood. These are just a few of the emotions that people feel with grief. I'm sure there are many, many more. And maybe that's why adults who say they lost a parent when they were a child say they feel like they really are more depressed and more sad than other adults that did not have to go through what they went through. And unresolved grief has side effects that can last a lifetime. And I wish I could tell you that the statistics stopped there, but they don't. The statistics do not stop there. In a 2012 survey, Okay, so that's a 13-year-old survey of educators, which was also conducted by the New York Life Foundation in partnership with the American Federation of Teachers. 70% of teachers surveyed said that they had a child who was grieving in their classrooms. They have children that they're teaching in their classrooms that are grieving. And 70% said that. Yet only 7% said they had any bereavement training at all. That's huge. 93% of teachers that were in that survey said they had no clue, no training, no idea what to do. 93%. So why is this important? Because millions of children are suffering and no one, no one seems to know what to do or what to say to guide them to just even resources even resources that can help them. They don't have to be the help, but they can't even guide them to resources that will help them. Grief illiteracy is not just a teacher issue, my friends. It is a human issue. We have to do better with this. Too many people are grieving and hurting and too, and too few people know what to do about it, know what to say. Teachers don't know what to do. Peers don't know how to react to their grieving friends. Resources that can help grieving children are not available in most schools. And the sad truth is, is that children are suffering. And it's not just children who are suffering. So many adults are grieving and suffering too. And most people, most people feel very ill-equipped when it comes to offering comfort and support. So that's why so many of us are silently suffering. And unless it happened to you, most people simply don't know, um, don't have the skills, don't have the skills in knowing what to do to help add comfort or support. Now, this is part of the reason why I wrote the book, How Can I Help? It's a book that I wrote to help people know what to do and what to say 
that really can offer comfort and support to their family and friends who are grieving. Maybe your coworkers are grieving. Maybe your best friend is grieving. Maybe your mom's having a very difficult time with the death of your father, right? But I also wrote this book to save relationships. You see, when my husband and I lost our son back in 1999, there were so many people that lifted us up, offered us that comfort and support. But there were some people who were integral, close people in our lives that disappeared. You just simply backed off, backed away. And consequently, those relationships ended. Now, I have some ideas why I feel that people back away. I think in our case, it scared them too much. We lost a child. And most of our friends were raising children or having children, starting their families. And just the thought of knowing that this is a possibility now, (laughs) that you really could lose a child because now you have a friend who actually did, it just became so terrifying to them. Or maybe it was too painful for them to see how much pain we were in. I don't know. Or maybe it was they were wanting to avoid doing the wrong things and making it worse for us. Or maybe it was just, you know what, we were young enough and and you just didn't know. You just didn't know what you could do or say. And so you just didn't do anything at all. But I can tell you that that was excruciating. And so another reason that I wrote this book was to say, you know what, if you don't know what to do here, Here are some suggestions. Here are some things that you can do that will make your friends, make your coworkers feel loved and comfort and supported. And just do that if you want to keep the relationship intact, if you want to keep the relationship alive. Because the emotions you feel as you grieve, compounded by the feelings of of being abandoned by those who you thought would be there for you, it's, it's, it's an excruciating pain that's truly indescribable. So imagine how grieving children must feel. Imagine they return to the classroom and no one seems to know what to do or say. And they may be talking behind their backs. They can hear the whispers or people have backed off. And not even the teachers know what to do or say. Imagine how they must feel. They're trying to hold themselves together, taking every bit of strength they can that they don't become angry or start crying because they don't want to be judged. You want to be the same as everybody else. You don't want to be different. And now, no, now you're way different than everybody else. So imagine how lost and lonely they must be feeling. And then they're expected to pay attention and learn and perform on tests and perform on the athletic field. Lucky for us, my husband and I, we did have other people that were there to love us through this, to lift us up and love us through. We found great grief resources. We had a great grief support system and I hired a grief coach. And that allowed me to recover and move from just existing and surviving And now I'm able to truly and fully live and thrive. 
because I had all of that. That's why it's so important to help as many grieving people as we can. And since children will most likely carry this unresolved grief throughout their life and into their adulthood, um, this is why I think it's important that we get into the schools. This is important why we help them as soon as we can so that they can rebuild a healthy life, a happy life. No child should have to suffer a lifetime of grief. No person should have to suffer carrying the heavy burden of grief for their lifetime. So the next question is, how do we get better? How do we get better at this? Well, I think it comes with better educating ourselves. Each of us learning more about grief, learning more about how to support and comfort people, learning more about how to steer people towards hope and healing and support. Do we know how grief affects the mind, the body, how it's a whole body experience? Can we recognize the signs of someone grieving? Because I think a lot of us think of depressed people who are crying, but the vast majority of grievers don't look like that. Like I said earlier, they're trying to hold it together in public. They fall apart in the car or when the last straw hits, okay? Are we equipping our teachers and faculty and staff members with just a basic understanding and knowledge of grief and its effects on students? And do schools have resources available for families, for students? Do schools know which services are available in their community that are grief specific? If we take the focus off of, we have to fix this problem, and we concentrate on how we can better offer support, I think we can make so much more headway and we can allow people to feel like their grief matters, that we hear them, and that we're in this with them. And I think that makes such a big difference. So this is why I want to get into the schools. This is why I do the, the how can I help workshop. I do this in, in corporate America, in nonprofit America. I do this in the school systems. It's designed as a 90-minute a in-service that helps educate people. And I'm just going to take schools for an example. It's a, it's a teacher or staff in-service that helps educate school administrators, faculty, staff, on things such as recognizing what the signs of grief look like and how a bus driver might see a different uh, thing uh, than a teacher. A coach might see something different than uh, someone in the lunchroom and how it takes a village to keep our eye on a student in distress. How I, I also go over how um, people can better understand the long lasting struggles that many grieving students are facing. I offer ideas on how to provide them with a safe space, a safe environment to process emotions because they come at unexpected times. And sometimes the waves can be overwhelming. And I help connect them with resources online and in the community that can truly help st students that are struggling with grief. 
Now, is this a cure-all, an answer to all problems? The, the answer is absolutely no, it's not. But you know what? It's a start. It's a start. And as the late great poet Maya Angelou said, you know, when you know better, you do better. And even with the smallest bit of knowledge, we can do better by offering support and comfort and hope. And it's this that can help steer these lost, lonely, grieving children down the path to healing. So I want to thank you for indulging me in this. If you would like to learn more about this, the New York Foundation, the New York Life Foundation has done this comprehensive study. You can find a blog on graduatinggrief.com that I put all this information and all the links to it in it. And if you would like positive grief support, go to my Facebook page, Graduating Grief, Living and Loving Your Life After Loss, or just check out the Graduating Grief Academy at graduatinggrief.com. We, in this academy, meet grievers where you are, and we take you and lead you down the path of hope and healing. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief Podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.sherrydunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.